unexpected consequences from the January 6th uh, coup attempt, from the attempted overthrow of an election result, was that the defund the police movement kind of, it kind of got put in the back burner after hours of footage of the cops just getting the shit kicked out of them by all these angry maggots and white supremacists and Nazis and Confederates who cannot accept the fact that black people live in this country and are actually allowed to vote. Um, It was a tragedy. It was a tragic... It was a tragic setting that could have been significantly worse if not for the heroic actions of some of these police. You know, uh, there were cops that lost their lives. There were hundreds more that ended up in the hospital. And there are thousands more that still have some of that PTSD from those events. I mean, you got to picture yourself in their shoes where you were understaffed, undermanned, surrounded by these people that are prepared to kill you the moment that they are given permission to do so. And you have to put up with that for several hours with no end in sight. That crap is rough. It's rough. And, you know, we did honor these police as we should. They were very heroic. They did the best they could for the most part. And this is where it gets a little dicey. Because even within all the heroes that did exist on that day, there was a lot of cops that were lounging around and definitely looked like they were chilling, just relaxing and even supporting this coup attempt. So even though the Defund the Police movement did kind of take a few steps back and it's nowhere near as loud, as bolsterous, as uh, successful as it was during 2020 when the Black Lives Matter movement hit full you know, fever pitch and ended up all over the world. It's still crucial that we discuss the policing situation because it has not gotten any better. As a matter of fact, funding has increased for the police in multiple locations. And there's just way too much money already. And <laughs> this is where I'm going to confess something. So normally these, I don't really do as much research. I don't dig into it. Uh, this is more like off the cusp, like how I feel. But for this one, I wanted to get it right. Now, originally, I had this idea that instead of defunding the police, because, you know, there should be money towards the policing system, but it should not be towards weapons. It should be towards all types of other things, especially training. So originally, my idea was, I was going to say, don't defund the police, militarize the police. In other words, make the police a one of the branches of the U.S. military. And then absorb some of that budget and use that budget for extra training, for extra mental health, for extra psychological care, for extra psychological, you know, testing to ensure that the best of the best are protecting the people of this country. But a funny thing happened. I looked up how long it takes to train in the Army, the Marine, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Coast Guard. And not a single one of these 
is the training more than 12 weeks? Now, (laughs) in the average amount of hours of police training that's required is 500 hours, which is 5,000 hours less on average than Finland, which is 3,000 hours less on average than Germany. So these are disgusting numbers. 500, just 500 plus hours for training to be a cop, that is nowhere near enough. Not even close. Apparently on average, 21 weeks training. Not even close. And I was going to say originally, they got to train just as much as the military. But funny story. 21 weeks of training to become a U.S. officer. And that's more than all the other branches of the military. So my entire thesis, if I had not done this little quick research, would have been completely thrown out the window. Because it turns out that it doesn't take that much training in terms of length to become one of the other branches of the military. And of course, I'm pretty sure that the training is far more intensive in the military than it would be to become a cop. But is seven to nine weeks of Navy boot camp enough? Do we really think that nine weeks of training is enough training to protect you know, the mo- the most successful country in the world. Do you think it's that's enough training for the third, I think it's third or fourth largest country on the planet? When you have established military bases all over the planet, including probably in Antarctica for all we know. Do we really think this is enough training? So my thesis was wrong. It turns out that not only do we need more training to be a cop, we need more military training. And so the thesis changed into, we spend all this money on the military. Where the hell is it going? How is this enough training? We spend more money on our military than dozens of countries combined. We do the same thing with the cops. Where does this money go? This is not enough training. This is not enough training. So my solution changed a little bit. So there should be nationalized requirements for police training. And this is where this is where the conclusion is drawn. There should be nationalized requirements of a four-year degree or a four-year military run. And then 2,005 hours... 2,500 hours of training and therapy sessions before you can become a cop. We need to train these people as much as possible, as extensively as possible, as rigorously as possible, because this country is a giant melting pot. And we have to understand that there are hundreds of different cultures, hundreds of different languages spoken here. Just the Bronx alone more than 50 languages are spoken just in the Bronx. So you cannot tell me that there's enough training. So my solution is if we're going to fix policing, we have to start with the training. Just that part alone. 
it does no good to arm these people if they're not prepared for the world that they're supposed to protect. Did you see how many cops were in that school and they still didn't have the gall to confront that shooter? And it was because there is not enough training to be a cop that would prepare you to go up against a person with a military-style weapon that has nothing to lose and nothing but anger and rage in his heart. Nothing can prepare you for that. Not for 21 weeks. Even Canada is a lot lower than the average on developed countries. They're only at about a thousand. But even then, like Canadian police are significantly better at their jobs than the American cops are. Do you remember there was a few years ago, there was um, one of the incels had a van and was mowing down people and a cop approached him, had his gun out. The other guy had his gun drawn and was threatening to shoot the cop and the cop did not shoot him. The cop still held his ground, still had his weapon pointed towards the, the terrorist, the incel, and was demanding for him to put his weapon down. And he did that for 45 to 50 seconds, and the other guy eventually put his weapon down, and he got arrested right then and there. American cops would not, they would not, they don't have enough training to have that type of patience, to to have that type of demeanor, to face the terrorist, and be able to convince them to put their weapon down. The American cops just do not have enough training. And I'm not saying not a single cop here in this country is capable of what that what that man did, what that cop did in Canada. What I am saying is we do not prepare them for this sort of thing. And I know that part of the defund the police movement, there are people that believe that the entire concept of policing should be thrown out. And unfortunately, like I agree, I agree to a point, but we're at a we're at a moment in history in which it's so deeply embedded in the culture. It's It would take at least a century of work to remove the policing that exists here. So if we're going to be stuck with this institution that was founded on racism, that was founded on protecting property over protecting lives, that was founded on, you know, helping your white landowners... If we're going to be stuck with this institution, let's at least rev up the training. Let's diversify the training. That's another thing. The demographics of cops in this country is very different from the demographics of this country in general. And that's another problem. How can I trust How can I trust these cops if I can hardly find one that looks like me, that talks like me? It's um, to make matters even crazier is there's this concept where if you're trained to be a cop in one city, you can be a cop in another city. So like somebody who lives 45 minutes from Detroit can be a cop in some of the worst neighborhoods in Detroit. I don't believe that at all. That's a terrible idea. There has to be an overhaul in this entire process and... I think that's the only way. 
I don't think you can get rid of the institution, but I think overhauling it and and revving up the amount of training would help significantly. Because that, I think, is at the core of the problem. We get these schmucks who just spend 20 weeks, you know, and then they already have a gun, they already have a badge, and they already have the authority to pretty much dictate the, the area that they're zoned in. It's not enough time. And as I mentioned before, I think you need whether a four-year degree or four years in the military to become a cop. And then 2,000 hours of training. I think with the first year at least, you should not even be able to have a gun. You should learn how to de-escalate situations without resorting to weapons that could kill. I would probably get a lot of pushback from most of the country for this. But I think... I think we need significantly more training in all the branches of the military and then especially in policing. How can we weed out the bad apples if we spend such little time training them? How can we possibly know who these people are before we give them the strongest weapons that the world has seen? United States military has weapons that we that no other country has that no other country recognizes it's funny because uh there was like the Matt Gates like accused the US military of not spending enough time observing the enemies and were you know they're they were focused on all the wrong things and they they claim and he was claiming that China is beating the US military and all these different types of weapons just because you see you've seen what the Chinese are doing just because you've seen what the Koreans have tested United States doesn't test <laughs> because they don't want to show their hand they got they have weapons that you couldn't even imagine and yet we don't have any branch of military that gets more than 12 weeks of training and we trust them with all of these toys, all of these deadly devastating toys that can wipe out countries in seconds I just feel uneasy about this and I'm not saying defund the military even though we really would do significantly better as a country if we cut a lot of this budget but we just got to step up training everywhere. There are way too many bad seeds in the military. There's way too many bad seeds in policing. And those are two occupations that cannot afford that many bad seeds. If the percentage of bad people that exist in military and in policing were to be applied to being a pilot, we'd have plane crashes every week. If it applied to, to the, the fields of medicine... We'd have thousands of people every week dying from, you know, botched operations and mismanaged pills and all, all types of terrible mistakes that'll happen in the world of hospitals. The United States would be a countrywide Grey's Anatomy if we had this many bad apples in the field of medicine. I still can't believe Grey's Anatomy is still running, by the way. I cannot believe it has another season. But back on topic. 
So this was an eye-opener for me, as I originally thought that, you know, the police should be militarized, have military-style training, and, you know, undergo all these psycho, you know, psychological evaluations, all these mental health evaluations, all these therapies, on top of the training, on top of figuring out how to handle situations without ever needing to pick up a gun. But then, funny twist, the Army only gets 10 weeks of basic combat training. And I I don't know. I feel like there has to be more to this. And yes, one can argue that as as you if you develop a career in said military, there'll be more things to learn, there'll be more things to do. But I don't think that even within this first step of basic training is enough. I just don't believe it. I'm shocked. Seven to nine weeks for Navy boot camp? I just don't think that's enough. It's got to be at least a year for all of these. It has to be. And especially after all the incidents that we've seen, all these war crimes that we've seen, you know, committed by the United States. And I think it happens because there's just a lack of training. And with the lack of training, we just don't have enough focus on who is really there to protect and who is there for the wrong reasons. We've had gangs. We've had hate groups develop within the military. And I feel like with more training, with stronger training, stronger emphasis on analyzing every person who is in the military, we could stomp some of that stuff out. But just like the policing concept, it requires overhauling the whole thing. And this would not be solved within a term, within a decade. It would probably take generations of work to undo some of the damage that the military and policing has caused towards, you know, other countries and towards our own people. But we've had our eye away from the prize for a little bit. And it's because our focus has shifted towards what's become the biggest threat to the United States, which is white supremacy groups. Worse than the police. These white supremacy groups tried to overthrow the government. I haven't seen the cops do that yet, even though there were a lot of cops that were fine with it happening. But we've had so much focus on the January 6th event that we've kind of taken the foot pedal off of the Defund the Police movement, which should very much be a movement, an ongoing movement, because it has not gotten better. We still have unarmed black men getting killed at insane rates in this country. And this is a problem that persists that has persisted for way, way too long. My solution is that with these budgets, we we, we got to stop spending money on weapons because more weapons is not the answer. More cops is not the answer. We don't need more. We need better. And in order to have better cops, it's going to require more training. And we want more training. We want more previous experience. We want cops to have a career path within 
you know, enforcing the law and protecting the law. As opposed to some schmuck who couldn't make it in college and decides to be a cop. We have too many of those. There's just too many cases of cops going rogue. There's too many cases of cops, you know, being involved in domestic violence. Like, these are just, there's just too many bad seeds in here. Way too many bad seeds. Just, it's just way too much. Way too many racist people in the, in policing. Way too many hate groups. And I think with much stronger training, much more emphasis on who the hell has a gun and a badge would allow us to try to weed out some of these people. But also, it's going to require... It's going to require having having enough people in the White House to want to do these changes. And as of now, we don't have it. Up until now, right? Up until now, we barely had enough people that wanted to strongly protect abortion rights. It took a while. And I think it's going to take even longer to have enough people that see the situation of policing, see the historical ramifications and the historical consequences of the modern ways of policing in the United States. It's going to take more people to look at all this and be like, this is wrong. Everything here is wrong. Everything here is broken. And we have to fix it. And that's what sucks. We do not have enough people in the White House that truly wants to tackle this issue. And it is a difficult issue. I am not going to deny that this, you know, I'm not going to deny its difficulty. But we got to do something. Every single week there's someone who's been abused by the cops unfairly. Who's been mistreated by the cops. Who's been killed by the cops. Every week. It shouldn't be this way. It, sh- it should not be this way. The rates of people getting killed by cops is too high, especially in the black community. But nationwide, it's too, it's too high. It's too much. There, there's just way too many bad seeds. I'm going to leave this on one final fun note because uh, there's a show on Netflix and it's about street foods and there's one individual in New York City he has a hot dog stand next to one of the museums in New York and he talked about how because of Giuliani he lost almost all his locations except for one and he kept opening the hot dog stand in front of the museum even though the cops kept telling him no they kept arresting him they kept trying to move him away and he kept coming back and I find that story it's, you know, it's a nice story because it's about the man who defied the law because he felt like he just, he needed to make his money, he needed to survive in New York, and this was the only way he felt like he could do it. And it's a good, admirable story. But it's a white guy. And I'm not taking anything away from him because he's white. But what I am saying is, imagine if he were black. Imagine if a black man tried opening the hot dog stand and kept defying the police. How long would that man have lived? We all know the answer to that question. And that is a problem. Because it's not a stereotype. 
It's the reality we face. Eric Gardner was just selling cigarettes on the streets. Harmless as hell. Unarmed. And they choked him out and killed him. In cold blood. And there was no justice for it. So I I found it funny because I watched that. I'm like, that's that's a really interesting story. Lucky for him, he was white. (laughs) Because if it was a Latino or a black man, it would have been only on the third time that he would have ended up with seven bullets in his back. It's, It's the ugly, ugly truth. But, you know... We need to overhaul everything. We spend way too much money on the military and on the police for the results to be this jaded. We need stronger training. Period. We need to... We we need significantly more accountability for the mischief that happens within these uh, branches of protecting people. And as I've said, it is a very tall task. But this is a task that has to be tackled as soon as possible. The sooner we can start overhauling these, these things... The sooner we can start spending the proper amount of money on health, on, you know, on psychological training, as opposed to just giving them more weapons, then the more lives we can save starting today and down the road. Twelve weeks for the Marine Corps. Come on, guys. Let me run. (laughs) Military is going to hate me if I become president. One year of training at least for all branches. Oh, man. (laughs) But more training. More training. That will not solve all the problems. I'm not saying this is going to fix everything. But it will definitely help significantly. We don't train enough. We spend too much and we don't train enough. That's the two biggest problems there and if we can eliminate those issues I think the path forward would be paved with hope and with you know with us being ever so closer closer to the equality that every American citizen and non-citizen deserves while living in within these borders Hope you're all doing well.